I charge a car? Can I charge it in the rain? How far can I drive? Electric car? What's a power grid? Is V2G possible? What is V2G? Do I get free parking for my EV? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Electric Avenue, podcast about the electric mobility revolution and the new energy economy. It's our first episode of 2019, so Happy New Year. I hope you don't mind I still saying that in mid-January. I'm your host, Aaron Fishbone, Communications Director at electric mobility company Greenway, based in Bratislava, Slovakia. And I'm joined here with my co-host, Peter Bodic. Hello. Hi again. How are you doing today? Fine. Thank you. Thank good, good. How is 2019 shaping up? Well, interesting. Definitely interesting. I look forward to hearing a little more of what you mean by interesting in a moment. At Greenway, we provide charging infrastructure for electric vehicle drivers in Poland and Slovakia. And currently, we're the largest operator in Central and Eastern Europe, a position that was not easily gained and uh, took a lot of hard work. We're working and building this company every single day. So this podcast is our chance to reflect on the topics that we're working on in the industry and also to look across the industry broadly, to reflect a little bit and think what's going on around and also to look at developments in our region. One of the threads that we developed for this series is to look at how electric mobility is doing in our neighboring countries. And so over the next few episodes, we're gonna be continuing our journey through the region. And today we'll be looking at Ukraine. But before we do, like I said, this is our first episode of 2019, and so we want to take a moment to step back and reflect and look forward through the rest of the year and what are some of the trends that uh, you see developing in our industry, Peter, that people should be looking at. Well, electromobility is a fascinating industry, doing many things at once uh, and moving forward very quickly, Uh, so there is many things to watch. But if I should choose uh, three things I will be watching this year, definitely. First is the batteries and the price of the batteries. The trends of falling over prices in a battery is very important for electromobility because it could bring us to much more affordable electric vehicles with a longer range. Although it's sometimes very hard to really get the number, what is really the price, what OEMs are paying to the large order of batteries for the upcoming vehicle production, we can see that Probably we are somewhere a bit above 100 in case of a Tesla and some other producers. So for me, a very important trend to watch this year is how the price is falling further and if they are falling. The price has dropped quite significantly over the course of the last two years. Do you think that will continue or we've sort of reached uh, the end of the rapid technological development and now improvements will happen a bit more slowly? I think it will continue. I think it's very important that it's somehow levelized because probably there are some OEMs with access to reasonably priced batteries at the moment. Like, as I said, Tesla is probably the leader. And it's very unknown and it's not very clear what are the prices which other OEMs are paying for that. We can only assume that uh, big companies like Volkswagen, BMW are in a position to have such a negotiating power to be able to get the good prices in the same way as a Tesla. So I think this year will bring some more clarity to that. And the price of the battery is the largest cost of the vehicle, electric vehicle itself. Yeah, definitely one of the largest. Okay, we'll be watching. We'll be. The second trend will be definitely in terms of the vehicles on the road. So I uh, will be watching what kind of vehicles are coming in terms of the new models and as well how many cars actually are delivered out of these models because it's very important to have a new models, various types, which fits various needs of the users. But it's in the same time very important what's the quantity of these electric vehicles produced 
and uh, if they are able to uh, satisfy the high demand for electric vehicles, which we see now in Europe. And uh, the last trend probably would be the investments and the flow of the investment. At the moment, interesting to see that a huge amount of investment are flowing to China. And in fact, probably half of the money spent for electric vehicles by European car manufacturers are aiming to China. They are not spent in Europe, which is not very good. So first thing is to see if they are going to spend a larger portion at the home market and as well if it's going from other direction. And it will be very interesting to see if 2019 will be a year when some of these Chinese producers would like to enter European market. It seems at the moment they are aiming to US. It's going to be fascinating. I mean, even if you look at the history of the Korean car manufacturers, when they first came to Europe, right, there was a whole slow transition where people developed the sense of security that this was a the safe car. And yeah, now we will be seeing it with the Chinese OEMs as well, because the electric vehicle landscape certainly is very different than the combustion engine vehicle landscape. Sure. I think you hit the nail. Big question for the future, for the years to come, is if Chinese producers are going to repeat the story of Korean producers in Europe. All right. Something else we'll be watching eagerly, obviously. So those were some of the things we're going to be watching over the course of 2019. But now let's return to the present and let's journey to the east a little bit. As I said, one of the things we want to look at in Electric Avenue is developments in the region. And so first, we're going to be visiting Ukraine, our neighbor to the east, and hear about the electric mobility developments that have been taking place there and how the situation is now. Uh, hello. I spoke with Nazar Shimona David, the co-founder and CEO of GoToYou and also a member of Tesla Club Ukraine. Uh, we were the first who actually brought the first Tesla to Ukraine, which was uh, Tesla uh, for European market. And then we started to develop infrastructure actually very fast and uh, without any support of the government or cities, because at that time it wasn't the question for Ukraine, especially in 2014, there was a revolution in Ukraine. So it wasn't a good time to start anything new. But still, we decided it's a good choice for Ukrainian independence from Russia and from fossil fuels. One of the interesting things about the Ukrainian case is, as Nazar just said, how tied up the transition to electric vehicles is with energy independence and geopolitics. Yes, we need to understand the whole Europe is very much dependent on uh, fossil fuel resources coming from the East. And I don't have to mention that this is a big political topic. And uh, one of the reasons why to really look on the widespread of use of electric vehicles to cut this dependence on oil from the East would give us many, many choices in foreign policies. Mm -hmm. You know, the other thing about GoToYou specifically is the way they developed their platform. And it seems like their model has been rather successful and has really taken off. For more, here's Nazar again. At that time, we didn't have many, many finance to build infrastructure from the scratch. So we created a so-called partnership program with businesses in which businesses actually buy the charging station install it their premises and they actually charge their customers for free. We are talking about AC chargers, which is actually slow chargers, not the fast chargers. So in this case, it's very cheap to charge your customer. And our part was to bring those new customers, EV owners to those businesses. So that's how we started to do it without actually any investment to build infrastructure fast. What is also important, like every charger opening, which actually costs probably $2,000, right? So we make a huge publicity of every charger open. 
And in the media, it sounds that infrastructure is expanding very rapidly, which is also very good image uh, in the media. I think this public relations approach they've taken is a really powerful idea. It's so clear that a lot of the cause of the slow uptake of electric vehicles is also because people just don't know about them. And whatever actors can do in order to raise awareness and make it more popular is a really positive step towards the overall uptake of electric vehicles. For sure, and especially at the very early stage of electromobility, because the uh, general public do not have any clear view about the infrastructure. And when you ask people, they basically see that doesn't exist uh, because they do not have any special interest to look for that. They don't need to see it, right? They don't need to see it. Therefore, any kind of promotion is very important. And actually, looking forward, I think we will not see a few companies, like specialized companies, building the infrastructure. It will be a common effort. If you see electromobility in the future, we will have to have a millions of charging points in every country. In my view, we will have many players, many real estate owners, restaurants, shopping malls, this kind of entities, to build their own infrastructure. Probably there will be someone who will maintain it, who will manage it. But many people who will build it and who will make it available to their customers, to general public. So hats off to go to you for really pushing the fold in Ukraine and really raising the awareness. And even though it's a massive country, they've been quite successful and their EV numbers are very impressive. The last year we were, I believe, on the fifth place in the Europe on uh, the percentage of the registered electric cars. So it was about 2%. Uh, this year, because of the VAT exemption, I'm pretty sure we are around 5% of the registered uh, pure electric cars and with total uh, amount about 10,000 electric cars registered. And also the interesting point that usually mostly those cars are secondhand cars from United States. And the price point to buy those cars is pretty low, around 15,000. So they are not willing to pay probably 35, 40,000 for a new car. 5% of all cars registered in the Ukraine are electric vehicles. And I should mention that this interview was done at the end of 2018. So the year he's referring to is 2018. But still, that's an incredibly large number for a country that's not Norway or the Netherlands. I mean, in Slovakia, we see less than 1%. Those impressive numbers. It is. And uh, definitely it's uh, defeating one of the assumptions about the rollout of electric vehicles, that the electric vehicles should roll out first in the countries which are rich. Ukraine is definitely not one of them. And despite the fact you see that electromobility is booming there. True. And, you know, obviously he said that there are a lot of them are secondhand cars. That's fine. I mean, that is a natural market. And it's great to see that there is a market for secondhand electric vehicles, because that's also something that people debate a lot. That's definitely something which will make an influence on uh, the primary market as well, because if you have a secondary market, you can expect certain price of your vehicles after several years, which is definitely not true about diesel vehicles now. It is a very big debate now, because if we will see the ban of uh, their access to certain cities, if we have more tight regulation, it's very questionable how much you can get for your diesel vehicle in the years to come. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Judging from what Nazar says, it seems like electric vehicles are very popular in Ukraine and the attitude towards them is increasingly positive. Mentally, it's sometimes a bit different than in Europe, right? Because here we had this before, like gap of the technologies. We didn't have those probably in Soviet times, right? So everyone, every Ukrainian is trying to get the best out of the market now. 
and we're probably not as much afraid of electric cars. Uh, once you tried electric cars, you understand that it's just better car. So that's uh, how we're trying to proceed with the whole perception of electric car, also the test drives. And uh, every probably electric car user will is selling few electric cars to his friends just every year. And because of this, last year, the official Renault just entered Ukrainian market and I believe Hyundai. So it's like a fashionable thing that it actually works. So like every minute on the street, you'll see a few electric cars and it's actually a lot. I think we keep repeating this. Uh, there is a demand. People like electric vehicles. It's just a better car, as was just said. And there is a demand, as we can see, across the whole Europe. So let's do not debate anymore if the people want, they want, and just give them what they want. And the first thing we can do to give them is a test drive so they can see for themselves what the hype is all about. So we started this episode by making some predictions about 2019, or I should say some trends to look for in 2019. Let's end this episode and this journey through Ukraine with Nazar making some a prediction of his own. In five years, we'll probably still be on the first places of registered electric cars in Europe. Forty uh, percent of uh, annually registered cars. Well, Nazar is clearly very bullish about electric mobility in Ukraine, and I certainly hope his predictions bear out. Wow, come on, Aaron. Forty percent of new registered vehicles, that's a number where Norway already is. So let's wish the Ukraine to be a Norway in five years. Or even sooner. Well, that journey through Ukraine, thank you very, very much to Nazar Shmona David from go to you And thank you very much, Peter. Thank you. It was a great pleasure. We hope this show was interesting to you and useful. We'll continue doing our journeys throughout Central and Eastern Europe because we're finding it very interesting and learning a lot. If you have comments or questions or ideas, please email me at aaron.fishbone at greenwaynetwork.com. Tweet at us at gwoperator.com, and you can find all these episodes on SoundCloud under the name Greenway or Electric Avenue Podcast. Before we go, I just want to thank the studio here at uh, K2Zvuk and also our fearless producer, Katarina Richterova, who has been with us throughout all of these journeys. Thank you very much and have a great rest of your day. Thank you.